Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Really? No, really. Really? No, really. Hello and welcome to Really No Really with Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden, who ask you and your entire modern family to please subscribe. And speaking of modern family, today we meet actor, author, philanthropist, restaurateur, activist, and star of modern family, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. He reveals why he had to come out as gay to his dad three different times, and whether straight actors should be cast as LGBTQ characters. He'll explain why he said yes to appearing in Cocaine Bear, and who the supposed documentarian was that was filming Modern Family. Plus, we'll explore the strange commonalities between Jason and Jesse, and who lost the primetime Emmy better. And lastly, we'll ask why there's a version of Modern Family produced by the Islamic Republic of Iran Broadcasting Company. Really no really. We're rolling. No, oh, we're rolling. Peter, we're rolling. And then she died. It was oh. like the worst. It was the rolling. worst nightmare. We're rolling. We're rolling. It's not live, Jason. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, we're no, it rolling. really is. He really is. <laughs> but it's, I have that actor thing about rolling. You know rolling. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm in show business. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dance for Grandma. We're show. rolling. <laughs> we're rolling. Boy, that voice. We got a special guest. I always say special guest, but this is truly, I was excited about this. I know, a wonderful, I know wonderful you told hu- me you were very well, excited. I know, a wonderful human being. Why were you so excited? Because he was on a hit show. <laughs> wow. And he's beloved. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a twofer. You no, got a twofer no. I, you know, everybody knows I love you. We just came back from a... a, a we just a, took a fantastic trip to the Miami Beach area. We went to Hollywood. We went to Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida. And Jason, it's so funny, we booked a gig. And Jason goes, good, so we can leave 15 minutes before. I said, not Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, no, wrong Hollywood. Jason, by the way, does, I don't know if everybody listening has this, a friend like this. I can, Jason doesn't read the second line of a text, the second line of an email. I could write, hey, man, um, I hope you're well. Second line, I just had a massive heart attack. I'm at Cedars. And you would write back. I'm good. Doing good. I'm good. <laughs> it, so I have to put stuff color-coded and read it. He goes, we never discussed that. You didn't write that. And I can pull it up, and he'll go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I want to say, of all the things that you have claimed that I am good, bad at, do, don't do, this is the first one where you're right. 
I will cop to the fact I am a bad text and email reader. I feel like if it's not there in the first two lines, it's probably not important. And I love that you're honest about this. this is the first time this you've first acknowledged. Time. You've called me. You've you've ragged me on my driving. I'm a I'm a perfectly lovely driver. I don't know where you pulled that up to get me as being a bad driver. You want me to bring up you the have, accidents? You have. You won't bring up the. Bring I've up. had a few accidents. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying I haven't. One of them totally not my fault. One of them not my fault. Mm, okay, sure. Oh boy. All right. Wow. You're hurtful. You're hurtful. I'm just pointing out facts. We're like family. The segue. Oh. All right. So our guest, our guest, our guest Ooh. right now is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. You know, from Modern Family. I knew Jesse Tyler Ferguson when he was a pup back in his theater days. Well, he still has that. Okay, so so let's talk about this for a second. He's done a lot lot of theater, a lot of Broadway. Um, Modern Family, we know him from 11 years. Um, 11 years? 11 years. And no Emmy. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Stop. You know something? You have to step on every... You know what? We prepare things and then you ruin them. I'm you sorry. ruin I everything I was, that I love. I, I didn't see that in the email. So I let's didn't bring. See, don't don't mention. So it. let's no. Let's bring. So let's start with that. You guys have a lot in common. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Peter. Nice to see you. So nice here's the deal. You. Let's open yeah. with this. Yeah. You have a lot in common. So much. Both in the producers. Both Tony Award winners. Yes. Yes. And both nine years playing a role, eleven years playing a role, mm-hmm. and never got. An Emmy for that <laughs> role. Yeah. You were nominated though, right? I was nominated many times. How many times? Seven. More than me. Five. Right. And well, you, you must really suck. So <laughs> there you go. I, mean, I suck, but you must really suck. I really do. <laughs> here's, here's, so here's the thought. Here's the thought. The Emmy voters every year for 11 years went, still not buying him. Is that yeah, yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. No. Jason, no. Jason, no. is George Costanza. You know what? I just, if he just tried. Yeah, he's good. He's good. But that yeah. David Hyde Pierce, boy. Oh, was he your nemesis? <laughs> I had, you know who I lost to every time? Either, and, and I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> Either David Hyde Pierce or Michael Richards. Yeah. So, you know, I, I go, lost, yeah, I see I lost it. to I see my co-stars. Yeah. I lost to Eric twice. Ty, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell Ty. twice. And then, um. Uh, Tony Hale, who I also adore um, once. Yeah. So, you know, I can't complain. No. I mean, and we're always in the first category up. So then you yeah, sit there the rest of the, the night. That's right. Going, they haven't oh, changed God, that. God, give me a, a kind bar or a, or a knife totally. to put out my own eyes. You know what's funny about that? Did you work yourself up like 11 years? Every time did you go, it's got, just by the math, the math alone. There was only one year where I thought I had a shot. The other years, I really thought I was lucky to be nominated, truly. Mm. And then the last time I was nominated was the, the, the season where I got married. And I just, I, I, the, the episode I submitted was one of the wedding. We had, it was a two-part wedding episode and it just had a lot of, there was a lot of great stuff there. A lot of great stuff with my dad, um, Jay, Jay Pritchett, who's played by the brilliant Ed O'Neill. And I just, I thought, well, if there's, if they're, if they were ever going to give it to me, this would be the time. And right. then, um, Ty won again. <laughs> <laughs> and how... How long do you have to act like you are thrilled for him? Is it a day, two days, a week? How long do you have to go congratulations again? So like New Year's, like Larry David says, after like January 4th, you can stop saying Happy New Year. Yeah, when yeah. do you say, Ty, it's enough already? I, st- I, I said it immediately. Immediately. Ty, enough is enough. I, while he was up <laughs> wow. there doing his acceptance speech, said, enough, Ty. That's no, good. I was, that's I, good. I, obviously, I was thrilled for him. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, is, it was one of those things like... Um, I remember, I think it was Amy Poehler after like her eighth nomination for um, Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, okay, I get it. I see what's happening here. Joke's on me. 
ha ha. That's sort of kind of what I was starting to feel like. Did Craig T. Nelson almost get, did he turn down the Ed O'Neill rule? He did. He really? Did. No, that's a, re that's way, a real thing. The first yeah. really no really is that you guys, between you, I love to do the cumulatively 20 years and no Emmy. Lots of right. nominations. That's amazing. Although I have an Emmy. They, you do. They done. Yeah. I'm sorry. That it doesn't matter. It's still, I read it's... in Wikipedia, which means it has to be true, <laughs> that you kind of gravitated to the idea of acting when you were eight. Is that... Around that age. Okay. Yeah. I was a little, I was 12 or 13. Yeah. But when you were fantasizing about, hey, if this works, uh -huh. I will be a what? Was it, was it theater? Did you think the theater. whole shebang? Right. Always theater. You and me. Never, and why, why, why? That is, that's of. the prelude to We have my so question. much in common, Jason. Actually, you've been on my mind a lot recently and apart for, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because I went and saw that fabulous production of Merrily. We were all along the time uh, Broadway right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I just think about you every time uh, I hear that music and you know that you were such a, you know, part of, part of an iconic show like that. And, and obviously it had a very tur turbulent past. And, um, but I just love that you were part of its history. And then also just that you, your roots are in the theater and that's like, I could, I know that's where your love yeah, is. And, absolutely. um, and then also just because I'm having, I'm running to a lot of people now who are discovering modern family for the first time. And I think your show is very similar in that it lives on this platform now and people right. are, they let, they'll discover Seinfeld and, and watch it and, and, and fall in love with it all over again, you know, 50 years later. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, almost we're getting there <laughs> no, no, we're no, getting yeah. really close but yeah theater was always my first love so yeah here's here's the question it's a weird question and i don't want it to sound like i'm not grateful or anything like that but did you when you were up for the emmys mm -hmm. did it was it important to you to win it <sighs> i i want i'm gonna say no but i'm also going to um i'm gonna say that it I was disappointed not to win it. Yeah. But when w the first time I was nominated for an Emmy, I really was so shocked that I was being recognized because right. I, I was in this ensemble of uh, six brilliant adults and then also the kids were so fantastic. Yeah. I knew Eric would be recognized. I knew Ty Burrell would be recognized. I, I really kind of had a, I couldn't make a case for any of the other people, but then the fact that I was included was just sort of a surprise. And so for me, it just sort of felt like that was the win. And, um, the Emmy, I never like stood in front of my bathroom mirror imagining winning an Emmy or even an Oscar, but it was always a Tony. That's exactly it was what I say when me. I'm asked about this. Yeah. And so now I'm going to ask you the, the follow-up question. Today. Yeah. I won my Tony when I was 29 and I, ha I thought I had very Drum realistic. Robbins Broadway. Right, you betcha. I, I thought I had really realistic dreams about, mm. oh, maybe when I'm 40, I'll get to Broadway sure. and maybe... I'm 60, I'll play some great role and I'll be nominated for yeah. a Tony. And then at 29, it hits me. And I, again, I don't want to lead the witness. You win the Tony. Did it meet your expectations? Um, I'm going to say yes, only because um, I, I did a lot of theater before that. And, and I did some roles that I felt like were Tony nominational worthy right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh but I, I i was i had been i i don't want to say ignore because everyone that was nominated was obviously very worthy but I, I, there was some disappointment there and so when i was nominated just being able to stand in front of it i'm kind of glad that it did happen later in my career not not when i was in my 20s but like i was able to stand in front of this um this community that meant so much to me and meant so much to me before I even got to New York. Like I, I, I dreamed of being on Broadway when I was a kid in Albuquerque, New Mexico, listening to cast albums in, in my, my bedroom. Like 
to, to stand in front and like, you know, Patty Lapone and Bernadette Peters are in the front row. And like, <laughs> these are some of the people that I would listen to in my, right. they, they, they rescued me from situations when yeah. I was a kid. Like they meant so much to me and to stand in front of that community and say, thank you so much for allowing me in. That meant everything to me. So in that, in that respect, yes, it did mean as much as I thought it would. And it probably meant more than I thought it was going to mean. Yeah. Because I got to thank the community. The award itself, probably not. Like, I think all awards, like, never mean as much as you want them to mean. That they don't was, change yeah. your career in ways that you want them to change. Right. But for me, that personal moment of being able to stand in front of the New York theater community and thank them um, was really powerful. It's so interesting. I, I, I hear and understand everything you just said. And, you know, my experience was I, I was young enough that I kept thinking, well, when I win the Tony Award, I will be someone or my life mm. will achieve something or I, I'll be a, I will have gotten to the there right. that I dream about. Right. And I remember same thing going, I can't believe I'm, I'm here. I can't believe this is happening. Tommy Toon gave me a, the award. Oh, he hugged me. His wow. belt buckle went into my face. <laughs> um, and I made the speech and I went to the party and I went home and I, and there were 20 messages on my machine and 20 messages was a lot. I mean, the normal yeah. day is three, four messages, yeah. but it wasn't a hundred. Yeah. It was 20. Yeah. And I went to bed that night and my wife who knows how much I love the show Pippin says to me, how do you feel? And I went, I thought there'd be more plumes. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a really great lesson about it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. And, yes. and, and that's why when, when I start, when I started getting nominated for Emmys, I thought, well, that's a lark. I never even thought I'd be on TV. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah, yeah. And sure you get there and you go, well, this would be cool, I guess. Sure. You of know? course you want it. But it was never, uh, I never had that sort of crushing, oh, geez, I should have, or why right. not me? Or, you know, well, I think it, if you're just... starting to feel that, you're, you're obviously for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. sure, we can always be disappointed, but like, think about how many people are on television and just you're one of five or six people right. chosen to be honored by just a nomination. By the way, let me ask you about that. You, do, you guys decided we're all going to be supporting actors. The cast yes. got together and said nobody's going to be the, the breakout. We're going to do Correct. this because you're an ensemble. Seinfeld also have shared, those guys would say, like I know Jason would say to Julia, you know, I think this line's funnier for you than me. It was mm. very much that. Yeah, I mean, I, that was the, you know, it, to the extent that I can explain why our ensemble became an ensemble yeah. was very early on when the show was struggling and we thought, <laughs> let's just get some good tape for our next audition. Um, <laughs> we couldn't help but enjoy what each other we're, we're doing. Yeah. And there were instances where, you know, George would have a bit and I'd say, wouldn't this be better on Elaine? Yeah. I mean, if it's really a coin toss, it'd yeah, be yeah, funnier yeah. on her. Or we'd have a, a thing going and we'd go, you know, we could, we don't need this whole section of Michael just falls on, you know, trips over the thing. Right. We just started thinking of passing the ball. You right, know? right, right. And I, I would have to assume <laughs> you guys were... You know, you were the Harlem Globetrotters when it comes to that. It was just, there were so many players. Yeah. Well, there was a, it was a big cast. Yeah. And I had just, uh, I had done a show a, f a few seasons previous where it was also a big cast. And, we, you know, the characters kind of got lost. And so when I was part of a big cast again, I was like, oh, I've been through down this road before. But for some reason, the writers were so 
good about um for some reason that's just what they this is why they <laughs> yeah. have emmy awards uh, but like uh, they 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 were so great about like really carving out moments and really clarifying who these people were right. in a very efficient amount of time and so um the reason why there was so much richness is i think it's because we were a great ensemble and like i think if you took a single person out of that that group of six adults like we wouldn't have been as strong as a as a team absolutely yeah can i ask a stupid question sure who were you all talking to yeah, what's with the so the doc? I said to Jason, you know, the documentary stuff. We get it. Yeah. Hey, why is what anybody is funny? To begin right, with? Right, but then right, when it's right, in the car, right. where's the, is the guy I holding mean, on outside? Great device. Yeah. You can do so yeah. much storytelling and really trunk it. But it's I went, true. Who are they talking to? Um, Who's running? There this? was an early version of the show where the documentarian was actually a character, um, and it was a an exchange student that had stayed with the Pritchetts when they, when he was young, like a Dutch exchange student. Uh, and so he came back and he was doing a documentary about this family that he used to live with when he was a kid. And so, uh, they had actually honored that character as well. So he was part of the story. Then it became to the point where like, well, we need to cut some, there's too many people. And he was the most natural person to cut. So, but they still kept the device of the, uh, the documentary. So, you know, none of us know <laughs> who or what. Good, good. But good. also in the first season, we really were like, okay, well, if this is a documentary crew and we're coming in from outside and we're going inside and then like season three, you know, we'll like, you know, come home from picking up groceries and like open our door and there's already a crew filming right. us. Like we, you know, we lost that device. I also completely. wonder. My head would have exploded because yeah. I'm such a linear thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute they cut the documentary character, I'd go, yeah. well, then the way you can't Why talk. are we doing we it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or he would be doing I hear his. So they're in the bedroom. So they went to the bedroom, really? And the guy's, right, the guy's right. sitting where? On the right. bureau? What's he doing in here? Or like, Nobody we'll cares. Have scenes in the middle of the night, like right. where I wake right. up, yeah, like right. from a dream or something. I'm like, why is the camera <laughs> over on you? Me? Over you. While you're in bed lying there, the guy's on the ceiling. Okay, I just we just want to know that. This is really no really. In Iran, they took your sitcom, mm -hmm. they took the gay characters and made them heterosexual. That's right. But they do basically a word-by-word -word yes. shooting of Modern Family. Yeah. In China, yeah, they, they have really. really, no, really, they have shows. And in Russia, they have It's Always Sunny in Moscow. So <laughs> I'm wondering either a couple things, and I don't know the answer, but I'd like to explore it. Is it because other countries are just as, as non-creative as we are that they, do, that they have to well, do I mean, something they've the, seen? We took The Office and... The pilot of the office, the American office, is exactly the same as the British. You know. But these are there are countries that hate us that are taking our cultural right. families right. and putting them on. Yes. So there must be you know, something resonating. Are, I'm just going to be. I'm going to give you a little life lesson because you haven't been in as much of the world as I have. <laughs> when you say a country hates us, the country doesn't hate. Understood. I'm just saying. The people the, actually yes, go, oh, yes. you know, but, but, but. So that's, the, the governments might not get yes. along. Do you understand? So, but the fact <laughs> that they allow, <laughs> I understand. Don't be condescending, which means. To talk down to. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> but like in Russia to allow that, yeah. in Iran to allow that. Yeah. And, and openly do and these shows. In Iran, Mitchell and Kam are Beirut and Elham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A husband and wife. So what do you think? And you also said. can't have so, a children. Because yes. Be Beirut is infertile. Yeah, you know, different problems. So I want to, because you have been a, a huge gay rights advocate, especially when we were advocating for marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just want to get your feeling on this, and this is the way I'm going to, I have two questions about it, and then I just want to yeah. see where you go. I, I have two friends that are directors that are gay. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's a lot of, in all of our unions, a lot of focus now on diversity and inclusion and all this stuff. Gay is no longer considered diversity in right. the GGA. It's not a diversity hire. Right. 
thoughts? <laughs> you got, apparently, all the boxes have been checked. It's, it's, it's fine now. I mean, okay, here are my thoughts. Um, I, I think it's great because that means that there's been progress. And I think that, like, the fact that, you know, when Modern Family started, this gay couple was a really um, revolutionary thing. Right. First gay and kiss on television. Was it the first gay kiss? I think so, yeah. And uh, on at least on network television. And, um, and you know, it, uh, the fact that by the time the show was ending, we weren't so revolutionary, I think is actually really great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was a time when I feel like, you know, that it would, there was a great stigma around being openly gay and trying to find work in this business. Um, and I still think that that actually exists. I, I'm not going to say we're, we're completely free from that, but I do think that there are other, um, there are other uh, groups that we need to be helping along, specifically the trans community. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at all these wonderful trans stories that are being told, and there is a, there's a plethora of really talented trans actors and actresses. And um, I, you know, they need to be given opportunity. I mm -hmm. mean, MJ Rodriguez was nominated for an Emmy because she's, Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I think there's a laziness around trying to find people in the, the, these communities that um, can, you know, be a part of the work that, that they live. Um, so I'm, I'm fine saying, like, we're good for right now. Let's, like, put that energy that you were putting on us onto Somewhere like, else more around. diversity. Yeah, I'm 100% Are you fine Can I ask you, as a, char as a character, uh -huh. playing a gay man, and, and, sure. do you get judged by the community? Like, do you get hate mail that says you're doing this and it says that? <laughs> And you're going, wait, what do you mean? This well, I don't get hate mail, but I do, I do feel like, you know, I, I, I think there's a pressure of, uh, representing an entire community right. and I'm representing one person in that community. Right. And so like, if, you know, in Mitchell and Cam, you know, first of all, almost every character on sitcom in a sitcom specifically is a stereotype. Right. You can't, right. you have broad, to be. Because broad stroke. You, <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, right. you're broad strokes and like you color in, like you obviously bring the nuance to, to, to the character, but you know, on the page, they're going to be pretty. But I wonder because I thought that's that's a responsibility, sure. an added level of responsibility right. of how am I coming off not only to front to, to comedy yeah. to the ensemble, but to to an entire well, group of people. I mean, Oprah made me feel really good because I heard her say one time that she sometimes feels like she's representing the entire black community. Right. And I was like, well, if she feels that way, then I certainly am okay feeling that I can feel. I feel like I I can't represent the entire gay community. Right. Yeah. I have played at least one notably overtly out gay, uh, flamboyant character mm -hmm. in the movie of Love, Valor, Compassion. Yes. I played Nathan Lane's role. Yes. So uh, I preface that with your partner on Modern Family, Eric, Eric. was not, is a straight man playing yeah. a gay character. I thought he was wonderful. So yeah. did the Academy. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the entire thought he, audience thought he was wonderful. If he were cast as that today, I think there would be a lot more noise because yeah. there is uh, an outcry for authenticity mm -hmm. in casting. Yeah. And I know um, I've had many conversations with friends about, you know, how that extrapolates out and plays mm -hmm. out. I remember Neil Patrick Harris saying, well, I hear that and I respect that, but by the same token... I've done an awful, I've made an awful lot of money, money playing straight, playing straight guys. Yeah. So does this cut both ways? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any particular feelings about the specificity of straight actors playing gay or how this also, yeah. like, you know, my friend Brian Cranston got some flack for playing a disabled character because yes. he's not, you know, yeah, where yeah, are yeah. you on all that stuff? Um, it's all about, for me, it's about... 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Where yeah, yeah. are you on all that stuff? Um, it's all about, for me, it's about representation and it's about opportunity. So um, I, I tend to agree with Neil on this. You know, as actors, I think we all want to be able to play all different types of roles. If you're telling me I can only play gay roles, I think that's that's even worse than like the opposite. Like saying like, you know, gay men can only represent other gay men. I've had this conversation with Eric Stone Street too. He and I both feel if we were casting Modern Family today, he might not have been allowed to play Cameron. However, I'm looking back a lot, you know, this now 15 years when I, I was, and he loves when I tell people this, but I was cast before Eric was. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of the, the chemistry reads with different actors. And I read with gay actors. I read with black actors. I read with tall actors and short actors. Like I read with so many different types of people. I was like speed dating, you know? <laughs> and Eric was the one who I had the chemistry with. Right. And that's, most, that's more important than, th there was some gay actors who were wonderful, but I didn't have chemistry with them. And I didn't know if Eric was gay or straight. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he came in, like, you saw him, what he, what he does. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's what I saw. So I was like, I don't know, maybe he's gay. I don't know. And then when I met him for coffee, uh, you know, after we both got cast, I was like, oh, you're obviously straight. But like, the, the, the chemistry was there. And I, that's what I cared about. I was like, we want the best shot for the show. So that's that. But when I, but when I talk about um, representation and opportunity, I just feel like when there was a point where I think a lot of these roles were um, being written, and there wasn't great opportunity for the people who represent, who are, who live these roles to even audition for, for some of these parts. You know, the, um, there's been, I, I thought, I'm thinking back to that, that role of a, there's a trans character that, that Scarlett Johansson um, decided to back away from. I don't, I, I don't know the ins and outs of all of that. I know that, you know, she was, she's a huge star and like, there was a reason that you know, maybe the story wasn't going to be told at all because she is not in it. But I don't know how many trans actors were actually seen for that? If, or they just offered it to Scarlett Johansson. I, I tend to think that maybe they did a, maybe a very brief search and then said, okay, let's get Scarlett Johansson to do this. Like, oh, but try then again, and but discover then again, the talent. But then again, because it's monetary. 
right. know that Scarlett Johansson's name above the credit right. is going to get people to to watch. So they're they're torn. I'm sure they sure. want to service it. But you know what? No one really Hillary, Well, I mean, like Hillary Swank, she had done like one show, and then obviously we put her in Boys Don't Cry, and like that's you know that might be a bad example because she's not queer, but like you know, there's so many people who we've discovered. Barbara Streisand. Okay, let's go there. Like, I mean, no one really knew who she was when you know they were casting Funny Girl. They had a list of huge stars who would have sold that film, but like. Right she played the part and now she's iconic for it. Like we have to, get, we have to assume that there are people out there who like can handle it. And sure you hire an unknown to play the lead, then bolster it with like, find other people that are fantastic to, to act to around support. them, to support them and like sh give the talent a, sh a shot to, to, to grow. I mean, well, right, again, right. it's, it's monetarily driven. So I got to ask you the storyline. You probably talked about this, but I just want to know how it happened. They used your life story that you came out to your father three separate times. Right. I try to get my head around how did he, after the first time being a father, <laughs> how did you have to do it yeah. the second was, time? Was he like, okay, that, <laughs> great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I got me. Heard, you got me. I think I heard it. I think he said <laughs> yeah. that. Did he say, yeah. I mean, how did that happen? If you said, you know what? A, I think I got to do this again because it didn't take. Yeah. And then the third time you went, it really didn't take. I got to do it a different way. <laughs> like, Isn't that funny? Um, me, my, me and my dad both laugh about it now. He's like, I get it now. Believe me, I get it. I mean, the thing is, I, I didn't overtly come out to him the first time. I was caught stealing some materials from a bookstore that um, suggested I might be okay, an okay. interest. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, all right. And so I, I was, you know, caught with that. And so, like, he saw the nature of the materials I had stolen. So I, for me, I felt like, well, there you go. Like, I don't need to come out now. Like, right. that's it. And then, um, and then later, um, my mom and I finally had a discussion about. It. I think after I'd moved to college. And I think, you know, we, we, I kind of officially, or she said, I know you're gay. And like, she was, she was having a hard time with it as well. You have to also understand this is a time we're still in the AIDS ep epidemic. And like, you know, there, there, there's a danger and a, um, uh, an assumption that, you know, if, if you're, if you're gay, you're going to, and especially if you move to New York, like, yikes. Um, and, right. uh, so, you know, I think she mentioned to my dad, you know, I've had this conversation with Jesse and, you know, this is a conversation we had. So she sort of came out for me to him right and then my dad was visiting me in college this is how i remember it and he asked if i had a girlfriend and i was like dad <laughs> why would i have a girlfriend and he and i was like you know i'm gay he's like oh yeah, your mother mentioned something about it. So, <laughs> so i just feel like those were the three shots oh okay you know? all right I, just, I did i don't think i verbally ever said like i'm gay and he's like i didn't hear it but like you know okay all right uh, i just had to i had to know how I, 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 you had to, I had to break it down for you yeah God, yeah. yeah because it's not like a Oh, did he say that? And then yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. totally, totally ignoring it. And by oh, that, it did feel that way. <laughs> it did feel like you know, stealing a, a gay pornography magazine is pretty much as, as clear as you can get. It's such a stupid question. The way I'm going to ask it, but you're living a version of Modern Family. Yeah, you know, yeah. you and Justin, you have two kids sure. now. And yeah. how how is how is that? How it's, is life it's, in the Modern Family? It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's um not as well written. <laughs> <laughs> not as funny uh longer uh feels longer uh it's so interesting because people would always ask you know do you feel like you're ready for fatherhood having done it on television but you know um and i uh i don't know i just feel like it was always something i knew i wanted to do i knew i wanted to be a father and um and we're having a really a great time doing it you played in a, in, a, in a Broadway show where you mm -hmm. played 40 characters. I don't understand that at all. I've seen him play a number of characters. How do you keep straight 40 I played 10 of them well. Okay, all and right. the other 30 were like kind of iffy. 
Is that accurate? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's a play called Fully Committed. Do you know the play, Jason? I do. I saw Jason Grand do it. Oh, yeah, good, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's it's about a, a reservationist at a very, very fancy restaurant. And um, the play is a, it's about this reservationist, and he's been left alone with the lines all day. His, his co-worker has not showed up to work. And so you watch him sort of like work through this hectic day, and he plays obviously himself, but then also the people on the other end of the line. So right. all these different people trying to get reservations, um, the chef, the hostess, you know, he plays all these characters and it's all done through phone calls and phone conversations. And what's different about it though, is because you know, he, he is having dialogue with these people. There's never like a monologue of, of one character, like no character is present for more than like maybe three sentences. So you're basically in conversation with yourself for an hour and a half. Wow. By the way, Jason Grant told me the funniest interaction with the audience story happened to him on that show what's that he's playing it out here in a, in a mid-sized theater it's yeah not a huge theater so he's well aware of yeah yeah the and he's doing a matinee and he goes it's a dead house it's just oh and nothing is worse than doing that should with right. that house it's like trying to surf in a lake so a phone goes off in the audience oh. that's the first thing is you go oh for god's Another sake phone. and now he hears this is what he hears and i'll do it in real time oh imagine you're doing the show <laughs> and you hear hello <laughs> I can't talk to you right now. I'm watching a play. <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> How he didn't so leap off the stage and, and kill this person. Uh, before we go, because we got to wrap, I got to ask you something. Okay. Cocaine bear you played in Peter. <laughs> now, two it's things about that. Favorite movie. First of all, tell your, <laughs> tell your story. You told all us right. before about... Right. Somebody saw you in it and commented well, to you. Well, so the, the, first of all, Cocaine Bear is, is a ridiculous premise, a ridiculous movie. It's, it's a it's lot of wonderful. fun. If you want something serious, just steer away. Um, but the, 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 the trailer itself got a lot of buzz when it came out because everyone was like, what the hell? Is, is this a real movie? Like people thought it was something that, that The Onion created. Um, it's about a bear on cocaine. The, the, the title is exactly but is it what based it is. on a true thing where it, a guy threw is. cocaine out of a plane? There, there is a real situation where all this cocaine from um, the cartel was lost in the woods and a bear right. found it and ate it and then went into cardiac arrest and died. But in our version, there's an addict. Much and like he, life, it's exactly. He's looking exactly. for Studio 54 yeah. the whole right. time, right? But, okay. So the trailer came out and it was, you know, this very buzzy thing. And I, I tend to think that the trailer actually got more attention than the movie itself. But there was all these think pieces on the, the trailer and like, People were dissecting it. And I remember reading this one that was like, Cocaine Bear has everything. 80s fashion, Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale is a, is a park ranger, Jesse Tyler Ferguson in a fat suit. Wasn't wearing a fat suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so and that as I hits hard. To you, that it hits was hard. <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic and I was not watching, I was just, you know, living and not going to the gym. And I was uh, slightly heavier, yes. And then I was also wearing harnesses because I was I did so my own stunts. Yes, yes. yes. So well, okay, that was the other whoa, whoa, whoa. So in the trailer, you can see Jesse, a young kid, is up a tree to avoid the bear. Yeah. And Jesse climbs a tree, also very high. Yes. Were you really that high in the tree? It was very high. It was wow. extremely high. And I was on, I was on wires, and they had a stunt double for me, but I was really wanted to do the stunts myself. And um, I, you know, because like, when do I get to do this? I don't, I'm not, I don't sure. get to do stuff like that. Scale building. He's and scared stuff. of heights. I'm scared of heights. I, I am too. But I was like, I'm going to do it. I felt but very sick. Let me tell you what. They, when I was up there in rehearsal, because I had a whole day of rehearsal first, I'm all the way up in this tree. I'm very, very high up. Like if I fell, You're I dead. would be dead, dead, dead for dead. sure. They start putting down mattresses at the bottom of the tree. And I was like, that actually makes me more nervous. That makes me more nervous <laughs> because that means like, 
something could go wrong. And I know that mattress is not going to save my life if I fall <laughs> off this tree. I'm going to bounce off that and hit that other right. rock that I see right or there. Miss the mattress. Cover the rock. Like, I really was like, please don't put the mattress down. terrific. Please just don't let me fall. <laughs> Let's just. But you had a harness. I had a harness. Was, that was yeah. tied to something. So if you fell, you're I'm, hanging there. Just, I, I don't know all the details, but I was told I was very safe. I didn't feel unsafe. I felt very taken care of. And then the big question, the most important that's going out, Taylor Swift still in touch. You were in her video. <laughs> we created her, by the way. Do you yeah. know that? We put her in the bread. We put her in her first video ever. I did what Brad Pace's video. Not a thank you note, not a nothing. <laughs> I think she was going to do good regardless. <laughs> you think? Me, you yeah, think? I do. Do you think? I don't think she we were needed. filming her. She was <laughs> opening for him in the, the 20,000 seat arena at 17 I think you're very old. lucky that you yeah. got Brad her. Brad Paisley <laughs> did his video. Jason got hired to direct. She was a backup singer. In no, the, she was oh, an wow. opener. She was That's an opener. She was the opener, but we put her in a video where she was a, a, a Jason directed, where she That's was really the backup cool. singer. Yeah. yeah. She was 14 I, at that time. God, I love her. I just, I really admire her so much. Um, I just went and saw her heiress tour. Um, yeah. I mean. And does she, do you go backstage after? I, I have before gone backstage after her concert, but with the heiress, I mean, she was on stage for three and a half hours. I don't think she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah like, she got paid enough. First of all, I needed to go to bed. I'm tired now. I can't, <laughs> I can't stay any longer. I got, got I got to with the kids. By the way, she's three hours. She made a billion, one billion dollars on that. Good for her. You know what? Yeah, good for, good her. for her. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely right. Man. The fact that she's managed and good to go for from, Beyonce too. Yeah. <laughs> but for yeah. her, I remember she was 13. She convinced, she was good enough that she convinced her parents to move out from Pennsylvania yeah. to Nashville for a publishing contract. Yeah. And even as a little girl, because I was doing country music at that time. Yeah. She, yes, Mr. Till, she was on it. Just on it, but she to have is. a career this long, yeah, and not waver, and, and she continue. reinvents herself and her family. I mean, her dad, you know, still is like at all her shows and came and said hello to me and brought me some of her guitar picks to give to my kids. Like, you know, they're, they're just that was really it. You know nice. what? You know wait, what? wait, wait, wait. He gave you guitar. That's it. Guitar, <laughs> guitar, and, and actually some swag. I got, yeah. I got a table. Right, right, I was going to say, and at the concert, people were waiting in line for like ten hours to get swag so yeah you know he saved I'll me that weight i'll wow. tell you what i love and admire about her aside yeah. from the talent and i do love her talent i'm a fan yeah but man she at any given moment she's the biggest star in the world she can't blow her nose without it making national news yeah and under that microscope yeah i think she has managed to live an honest agreed and and rather extraordinary life of of real service yeah um She's always, for my money, she's always speaking out about the right things yeah. and standing up for the right yeah. things. I, I think she's extraordinary. Two of her background backup singers are, are friends of mine, and they have nothing but the kindest things yeah. to say about her. Um, they all, it's a family unit. That, that entire tour is such a family unit. She does so much, so many good things for them, and she yeah, right. gave them all these crazy bonuses when the tour you was got, doing really well. You got guitar picks. Okay. And I, <laughs> well, thank you for being with us. I'll tell you everything. Now I Now that we've been here, can we be best friends? And I'd love that. I would love that, too. Can you invite us? I know I'm not a star, but I'll tag along to one of your your dead your podcasts. Of so we can course. Eat, so we can eat. Can we pick yeah, a meal? We just feed us. Like expensive <laughs> shots. Really you don't want to be a lot a sushi dinner, A sushi dinner that I can never afford would be great watching him interview. Thank you, Jesse. We'll Tyler. see you on your podcast when yes, we eat together. Please. Break bread. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. All right, David, we just spent a lovely time with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And uh, I don't know, is there anything we didn't find out? Anything we don't know? No, you got very comprehensive. Thank you. Very well, thank comprehensive. You. Thank you. Comprehensive, good but, work. Uh, there was one thing about Jesse Tyler Ferguson that I just didn't quite understand. Like, why the, the Tyler? Because right? there was why a Jesse Ferguson in the union. Right. So who are the other Jesse Fergusons out there? So... I wanted to play a little game called Jesse or not Jesse. These hmm. are Jesses that don't have the Tyler. And are they real or did I just make them up? Okay, they're not necessarily just actors. These are Jesses. They could be. They're they're Jesse Ferguson. Can I tell you something right now? Are they real people? a game I do not understand. Can I tell you right now? I'm lost. I'm Okay, let's get it. Here we go. We'll get it. Real or fake? Real or fake? This Jesse Ferguson is a retired heavyweight boxer who is best known for beating the then undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Buster Douglas. True or false? True. True. He does exist. See? Oh, okay. that's how you play. Wait, the wait, game. wait, 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 wait. That's look, how you look, play. Look. No, no chills. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Almost. We'll get to chills. We'll get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse Tickler Ferguson is an American drag performer who is known for celebrating and fabulizing classic Jesse Tyler Ferguson characters such as Mitchell Pritchett, Marvin from High School Musical, Ugly Betty's Dr. Gabe Farkas, and of course the fan favorite. Francis Blue. This is true. You wouldn't work so hard. You wouldn't work so hard. And also, you would be, you would be, you don't want to step on drag performance. Also, also, do you think David's going to take all the time to make up all of that? True. 
False. Oh, son of a son of a. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Wow. Jesse Hopalong Ferguson. Jesse Hopalong Ferguson. Was the real life cowboy who inspired the classic 1950s Western character Hopalong Cassidy, known for his clean cut appearance, his sarsaparilla drinking, and of course his penchant for never shooting first. So it should have been Hopalong Ferguson. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Can I say this? I don't care. I don't think so. False. False. That is false. That is yes, false. Okay. I knew it. I'm doing very well. I, I, I can feel the love. I'm only going to you know do one more. I can more. feel people tuning out, like in droves. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, knocking each over. Oh, come on. Knocking each over to get out. People, get out. people love a good game. Yeah, they do. Yes, and they as soon do. as we find we one. Find, <laughs> I'll play it. I'll play it. I'm with All you. All right. Doesn't exist. Oh, I jumped the gun. Go ahead. <laughs> Known as the Bard of Cornwall, this Jesse Ferguson is a Canadian and writes folk song. Yes. I believe it. Absolutely. True, true. Absolutely. If you could there read you. my mind. That's that's $100. <laughs> that was lovely. No more, no more Jesse it. Ferguson. You know what I would say? I loved it. And strong. <laughs> do you know, Je- by the way, do you know that Jesse, honestly, I mean, he does musicals. He, he, a lovely singer. He really I is. Know, I, a really he, again, singer. big Broadway star, right? Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. David, thank you. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we'll play. People named David Hopalong. By the way, here's one. Here's one. <laughs> Earl Ferguson will be calling you later to say, don't do that again. Yeah, right. True or false. <laughs> thank you, David. Thank you, Laurie. Yeah. Thank you. Jesse. Jason and Jesse. Jesse Tyler. Ferguson. Ferguson. Really? No, really. Really. As another episode of Really No Really comes to a close, you may be wondering, other than Jason and Jesse, what other big stars never won a Primetime Emmy Award? That outstanding list in a moment, but first let's thank our guest, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. You can follow Jesse at his website, jessetylerferguson.com. On Instagram, TikTok, and threads, he is at Jesse Tyler, and you can always check out his podcast, Dinners on Me with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Our little show hangs out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and threads at Really No Really Podcast. And of course, you can share your thoughts and feedback with us online at reallyknowreally.com. If you have a really, some amazing fact or story that boggles your mind, share it with us. And if we use it, we will send you a little gift. Nothing life-changing, obviously, but it's the thought that counts. Check out our full episodes on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and tick that bell so you're updated when we release new videos and episodes, which we do each Tuesday. So listen and follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, what famous actors doing wonderful work have never been able to snag a Primetime Emmy Award? Well, other than Jason and Jesse, this glorious list of losers includes ER's George Clooney, Girls creator and star Lena Dunham, Star Trek The Next Generation's Captain Sir Patrick Stewart, Game of Thrones' Khaleesi Amelia Clark, Ozark's Jason Bateman, House of Cards' First Lady Robin Wright, both Matt's LeBlanc and Perry of Friends, Killing Eve's Sandra Oh, and some of the biggest losers, SNL's Kristen Wiig with nine losses, Hugh Laurie of House with ten losses, House of Lies' Don Cheadle tying with Steve Carell of The Office for eleven losses each, and our biggest and most beloved loser, star of Murder, She Wrote, the late and great Angela Lansbury, who lost a grand total of 18 Emmy Awards. They may not have statues, but they have our hearts. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. You 
deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.